You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. When it comes to the fight against insurance companies, large corporations, and the healthcare industry, injured victims are always the underdog. But that doesn't worry us. At Messon Associates, we're an injury law firm from Philadelphia, and we come to fight. Our clients know that they've got representation with a chip on its shoulder, and it's the same chip that makes Philly the toughest city in the country. Call 215-568-3500 or visit us online at messalaw.com. Messon Associates, the toughest injury firm in Philadelphia. Eagles fans, welcome back to another edition of Football 24-7. I'm your guy, Tone DeShields II. I'm joined here by our Eagles insider, John McMullen. As you guys already know, make sure you smash that like button. Make sure you guys always stay engaged in the content. And also make sure you guys are subscribed to the Jacob Sports YouTube channel. So, John, I understand uh, you have a busy day ahead of you still. We're going to try to keep this show nice and tight. We're going to try to keep it between the 20 and the 30-minute mark. So let's just let's jump right into it, man. You were down at the Novacare Complex today. And uh, I'm curious to know, what are the overall vibes right now? Um, and can you give us a quick update on that injury report? Well, the uh, overall vibes are Tyler Steen's going to start at right guard. 
and that's a curveball we really? did not see. Uh, all indications uh, he was working with uh, Lane Johnson, Jason Kelsey, in uh, individual work today. Um, yeah, he's going to be the guy. It looks like, uh, you know, Sue Opetta was back as a full practice. So uh, it's not about injury or anything of that nature. Uh, they want to start Tyler Steen, it looks like. Uh, if they're uh, feigning things for competitive advantage, I doubt because right guard isn't that important where you'd go to this level. And all the players seem to think he's starting as well. So they've either, either all turned into Robert De Niro or he's going to start at uh, right guard uh, on Sunday against the Dallas Cowboys. And Cam Jurgens, it looks like they're going to hold him out and give him a little bit of a ramp-up period. Uh, and maybe that was why we were all a little bit surprised that Julio Jones was moved up to the 53-man roster a week before they had to, mainly because we were all assuming the Contavious Street spot would go to Cam Jurgens. Well, now we kind of know um, Cam's probably not going to be activated for this game. So uh, long-term, it becomes... Is this going to be Tyler Steen's job moving forward? Um, really? Even when Cam Jurgens is back and they move him back to what he was originally and what he's going to be long-term, um, and that's the heir apparent to Jason Kelsey at center. Um, and it's, it's because, remember, long-term, this is the goal, right? When Jason retires, Cam Jurgens is going to be the center. And Tyler Steen's supposed to be the right guard. So if you get the right guard right away, and you can get Cam Jurgens back to his natural position, that's probably the bigger question moving forward. <clears throat> Fascinating. Okay, you guys. So we definitely have some, uh, I would deem to be breaking news. Tyler Steen starting at right guard for the Philadelphia Eagles. It's interesting. Um, I saw him a little bit last week. We all did. And he seemed to hold up pretty well against that, uh, that stout uh, Washington Commanders front. Yeah, six reps. The Eagles must have liked him on film because something changed. And uh, because, remember, Suo Petta got hurt in the game but wow. came back to finish the game. And, you know, in the heat of the moment, you're not evaluating. Uh, but for whatever reason, they seem to have made the decision that Tyler Steen is the way to go at this point, you know, he was a, a college tackle. He was a right tackle at Vanderbilt before he transferred to Alabama where he was a left tackle. So he had to learn a new position. Um, maybe it just took him a little while. And it, it looks like certainly uh, he's going to get an opportunity. And it's not, um, it's not an easy opportunity because – you know, if you're talking about fronts, we always talk about the Eagles having the best front in football. Well, the Cowboys would be in the conversation for having maybe the next best front in football. They're they're pretty good as well up front. So it's not any easy task. And you can bet they tend to line up Micah Parsons up and down the line. And they if they see a rookie making his first start, He's gonna he's gonna even have to see Micah Parsons at some point. So it's not gonna be easy. 
Yeah, you know, how, how, how do you get a guy prepared for a, a big week like this? I mean, and Tyler Steen coming in pretty much on, I don't want to say short notice, but, you know, this is going to be his first start in the NFL uh, for the Philadelphia Eagles. And it just so happens to be one of their biggest matchups of the season. A lot of people say uh, this is going to be one of the hottest games to watch um, on the week nine slate. You know, um, how, what do you think guys like Lane Johnson and Jason Kelsey, those guys who are going to be playing next to him immediately uh, next to him? What do you think those uh, those guys are pretty much saying to him, and, you know, in preparation for this matchup? I mean, Jason talked a lot about it. It's, you know, you know, it's his job to make things easier for the young guy. And, and that's how they kind of look at it. Lane didn't talk to Lane today, but uh, hopefully he'll talk tomorrow. Um, I'm sure he feels the same way. Um, yeah, I mean, it, it's always, it's one of those things where, um, this is what he was drafted for and they're going to get it started this weekend. So hold on to your hats. Yeah, absolutely. You know, another matchup, uh, that's going to be interesting to watch is the lane giant, the lane Johnson, uh, Michael Parsons uh, combination, you know, stand on the offensive line. That's going to be that's going to be pretty interesting to watch because Lane Johnson historically has pretty much uh, limited uh, Michael Parsons' impact in those matchups. Um, <clears throat> of course, based off based off the trends, like I said, Johnson has pretty much had his number. I think Mike, I think he has one sack in all the times they played the Philadelphia, they played the Philadelphia Eagles. Um, what's your expectation on that matchup, especially with? Um, you know, Lane, there was a point in the season where he was battling something with that with that ankle. So um, where is he right now in terms of, you know, his health in terms of that ankle and dealing with a guy like Michael Parsons coming up? Well, you always feel good at uh, when Lane Johnson is out there. His history is his history, even against Micah Parsons. But I would note, as I just said, it's about more than Lane Johnson because they move um, they move Micah all over up and down. He'll even rush from inside. And my guess is they'll try to take advantage of, of Tyler Steen at some points. Um, he'll, he'll, he'll rush from the other side. So Jordan, my is going to have to be involved as well. Demarcus Lawrence can flip both sides. He's still a top 10 edge rusher in this league. It's a difficult front, as I said, and even their, uh, their best interior lineman, uh, don't want to butcher his name because I'm I'm not sure, so I'm just going to call him Osa, Osa O. We call Alberto here. I'm going to call him Osa. Right. He's been a, a top ten, you know, interior player this year in the NFL. So they got really, they got three really good players up front, um, and it's going to take the whole offensive line. Now, obviously, the Eagles' offensive line is arguably the best in football. Um, Four of them are rock solid, and they're trying to figure out that fifth slot, the right guard slot. And, um, you know, whether it's Osa, whether it's uh, uh, Micah Parsons, somebody's going to test Tyler Steen. And if, you know, Micah Parsons, if they feel um, as a better matchup with Jordan Mailata, better matchup inside, they'll work work that. Dan Quinn will work that. It's not like he's going to be lined up against Lane Johnson for 70 snaps. I mean, right. he moves he moves around the board. Absolutely. So, offensively, Eagles versus Cowboys defense. This Cowboys defense is pretty much ranked in top five in most uh, categories that matter on the defensive side. They've been wreaking havoc. But, 
you know, whenever they've come up against a big dog, whenever they've come up against uh, a lonely giant, they've kind of struggled, case in point, the 49ers. Um, what do you think is something that the Philadelphia Eagles could potentially take advantage of on the Cowboys' defense side of the ball? And also, what are the Cowboys doing that they can potentially take advantage of the Philadelphia Eagles' offense? Um. Well, the Cowboys, they're very similar, Cowboys and Eagles. Uh, when they lost Trayvon Diggs, you know, the one thing you thought that would be catastrophic for um, the Dallas Cowboys, and it turns out that uh, uh, Deron Bland has turned into a playmaker in his stead. Typically, if you think about the Eagles losing uh, C.J. Gardner-Johnson, um you know, they have solid players at safety, but they don't have a playmaker like they had before. And you talk about some of the turnover issues. Um, that's what I thought was going to happen to Dallas without Trayvon Diggs because he's their big sort of splashy playmaker. Um, and all of a sudden Bland comes in. He's got three pick sixes, three pick sixes. Um, so they are very opportunistic. They, they're plus six. Uh, in the turnover differential ratio, they're always near. They've been always been top of the league since Diggs got there. They continue to be top of the league, and the Eagles obviously have gone in a negative direction when it comes to ball security minus three. So, I think their ability to take the football away is the biggest strength. Um, but as you mentioned, third ranked defense in the NFL. Um, fourth against the pass, fourth points per game, seventh and third down offense. Third down is always the most important play in football. And the Eagles are the top third down offense and their top 10, number seven, third down defense. So it's probably going to be one in that situational aspect. Mm. But the way the Eagles have been turning the ball over and the way the, the Cowboys can turn it over, that has to concern you at least – a little bit. Yeah, you know, you know, we talk about turnovers and we've talked about turnovers in the past. And it's such it's one of those stats that you can't really, you know, obviously turnovers help your situation. Right. But it's something that you can't really hang your hat on because it's not, it's not something that's necessarily sustainable. And so there's always a regression to the mean that we always talk about. Right. And is the yeah, potential- there's a randomness and we talked about it, but the Cowboys have been good exactly. about it consistently, consistently year in and year out. So they they have play. It's start, you know, Micah is a force fumble guy. Demarcus right. Lawrence is a force fumble guy. Um, Diggs has always been a, a big interception guy. Now Bland is is has taken over as the big interception guy. So they have players who take the football away. That part has been pretty consistent for them over years. Uh, So you don't necessarily worry about the regression. Now, Mm -hmm. when you're plus whatever the Eagles were last year was ridiculous. Yeah. They were plus 12, plus plus 10, plus 11, plus 12. Yeah. Plus double digits. You knew that was going to come back a little bit and it did, but you know, overall the Eagles were really good at it with CJ, Mm -hmm. Um, you know, he led the league in interceptions and, and he missed five games. So uh, they don't have that kind of playmaker um, on the back end. They got, you know, 
Kevin Byers a good player. He's been that in the past, but it's been a while. Um, that type of player. And maybe he can get back to that with this pass rush. But we'll have to see if that comes to fruition. Right now, the Eagles aren't taking it away that much, and they're giving it away too much, which is, you know, impressive that they're seven and one. It tells you how good they are, tells you how talented they are. But I do think against a team like Dallas, which is talented as well, right. if you continue to play like that, it'll probably haunt you in this game more than maybe some other games. Absolutely. So let's talk about some matchups, right? Uh, we already mentioned Lane Johnson, Michael Parsons, but it's more so going to be uh, Michael Parsons versus everybody, the way they move him around. Um, let's talk about the skill position, right? Um, A.J. Brown having a tremendous season right now, having a historical season for the Philadelphia Eagles um, in the NFL. Uh, Deron Bland, we talked about him uh, being the pick six machine right now. They also have Stephon Gilmore out there. Who do you think that Dan Quinn is going to try to throw at A.J. Brown? Do you think they're going to have someone follow him? Do you think they're going to try to just find the find the matchup as the game progresses? How do you think they're going to approach uh, defending or, or containing a guy as explosive as an A.J. Brown? No, I don't think they're going to travel. I, I, people uh, overrate traveling in the NFL. For the is that an old school simple, mindset, John? Traveling is that an old school? Thing? A, a little, a little bit for the simple reason that you affect so many other positions, um, mm. and so many players, um, so many teams run these zone schemes where communication is such a big part of it. And see, what happens is if you want to. If you want to Gilmore to travel, that means Lewis, uh, Jordan Lewis, who's now in the slot corner, and Deron Bland, who was the slot corner but moved outside when Trayvon Diggs got injured, um, they have to play different positions than what they're used to. Um, or Bland, same thing with uh, Gilmore can probably handle it because he's such a veteran. Um, but in the linebackers as well, you have all these moving parts. So I think, you know, people say, is Slay going to travel with CD lamb? I got that question this morning. No, he's mm-hmm. not going to travel no. with C a, you're not going to put him in the slot, but B That's remember, not what he do. remember they did it last year with Justin Jefferson a little bit, a little bit, but even that game, it was overrated. I think he traveled with them 18 times. It was so overblown. Um, so they did go in with a little bit of a a different game plan. Um, but they rarely do it. They're certainly not going to put them in the slot when you don't even have slot cornerbacks who know how to play the slot. And then you're moving them around even further. Just doesn't make sense. So AJ Brown is going for another 125 piece. Is that what you're saying? (laughs) Um, at some point, it's got to stop. Um, of course, right. I think. Of I think you know, Michael Irvin. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. 
Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional grade industrial supplies. Count on real time product availability and fast delivery. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Catch those springtime vibes all over Arizona. Break out of the winter blues by hitting the water at one of our lake and river parks. Take a hike among the wildflowers. Just make sure to stay on the trails and leave the flowers for the bees. Discover Arizona's best kept secret and visit azstateparks.com slash amazing to start your springtime adventure. Said something, I probably said it because I liked it. He, he was like, this is a game of 11s. Um, Micah Parsons is number 11 for the Cowboys. Right, 11, 11 from heaven is what they say on that show, right? <laughs> yeah, and AJ obviously is number 11. Um, if Micah gets home, the pass rush gets home, the Cowboys are probably going to win. If they don't, AJ is probably going to kill him on the backside of it. Um, so maybe it is an 11 versus 11 game. Whoever can dominate uh, – maybe wins the football game. Uh, you probably can't boil it down to something as simple as that, but right. um, it's always about matchups. And yeah, those are two really good players. AJ just got named uh, off NFC offensive player of the month. We all know how good Micah Parsons has been. The Eagles have done better against him than anybody else. But, you know, if you've forgotten, watch number 11 on the Cowboys side from snap one, because he is a, he is a problem to deal with. And even if you are successful, you're spending a lot of energy to be successful. So staying, you know, staying with matchups, right? We talked about AJ Brown, the kind of damage he can do to opposing defenses, right? And we definitely anticipate the Philadelphia Eagles to get him involved. And we definitely, I mean, at least I anticipate uh, the Cowboys trying to at least key in on A.J. Brown to try to limit the damage he's been able to do. You can't just go into your game plan and just say, you know what, we're going to let, going to, going to play our standard defense and let A.J. Brown just do whatever he's going to do. Um, at some point, someone else for the Philadelphia Eagles is going to have to step up, right? Who do you think the Philadelphia Eagles next to A.J. Brown have to try to get involved in order to take advantage of this Dallas Cowboys defense. Who do you think is a potential weapon that can be utilized to really um, get this thing going for the Philadelphia Eagles? Um, the Eagles are simple. I mean, they don't change. It, if it's not AJ, it's Devontae. If it's not AJ and Devontae, it's Dallas. That's what it is. Um, and Nick says it all the time. I mean, that's where the passing offense goes through. Those three guys. So, if you're taking away one guy, you got to go to the next. If they're taking away both, you got to go to the next. There's no, you know, Julio Jones is going to come in and catch 10 balls or, um, you know, he'll be a role player, get a little bit of traffic. Maybe he can make a play here and there. Um, without Jalen Hurts in the running game, I don't think that's as effective um, as you kind of saw in Washington. 
you you have to rely more on the passing game. We'll see how healthy Jalen is. Maybe feeling a little bit better. Maybe the threat. That's a big part of the running game. That's the Eagles' running game is not good unless Jalen Hurts is a hundred percent, and and the opposition is threatened by his ability to pull the football. If, it completely if that does, yeah, if that doesn't exist, their running game's not good. So the people who want to turn turn around and hand the football to DeAndre Swift, Kenny Gainwell, Rashad Penny, ain't ain't a strength. Um, even with this offensive line, it's still not a strength with a guy like DeAndre Swift, even with this offensive line. No, not unless you're playing six-man boxes like Minnesota which isn't going to happen again this year. Um, no, um, you need that threat. You need the plus one. You need the fear of Jalen pulling the football. And when that's involved, when that exists, then you, you can get cooking in the running game. But he hasn't been that since he injured injured the knee. So... But also the Eagles haven't been doing as much RPO this season either, right? So, I mean. They haven't done as much as they did, but they still led the league. They still lead the league. Um, So everything's contextual. People, it's like NFL teams are catching up. um, So they know how to handle it a little bit better. um, Because... I go back to week two because it was such an outlier. Like it, Brian Flores completely took out Jalen Hurts because he wanted to, but he left open everything else. So you had these big truck lanes that DeAndre Swift could could roll through. Um, so and- what do you think the Cowboys are going to do then? I mean, you, like, you, like you just said, Brian Flores made a decision. At, at some point, the defensive coordinators into these games with a decision. Okay, we want to take this away, and we got to live with everything else. What do you think Dan Quinn is thinking in terms of his Eagles offense? <laughs> what is he trying to take away? What is he willing to live with? Um, I think understanding that Jalen's banged up, he's going to try to take away as much as uh, the passing game as he can. Um, coming off the Washington game, Um and we'll see. I mean, he's a cover three guy. Um, has been one of the best in the business. Um, you know, maybe if the Eagles do run the football, um, as I said, maybe Jalen's feeling better. Um, maybe he has to come out of it. I think you're going to have to force him to come out. I think they're going to try to stop A.J. Brown as much as possible, Devontae as much as possible. And force Kenny Gainwell, DeAndre Swift to beat them. That would be my game plan coming into this game with a less than hundred percent Jalen Hurts. Okay, so what's the game plan for the Philadelphia Eagles? Uh, what, what do you think they're entering this game and they're saying to themselves in terms of getting their offense going? Are they saying, okay, this Dallas Cowboys uh, defense they still relatively struggle against the run, right? And then we understand this is a week-to-week league. Things are matched up specific. Games take on complexions. Games take on identities. Sometimes you get behind or you're not throwing the ball as much. Sometimes, you know, teams can't get their passing and going. You know, there's so many variables that go into it. But, you know, we have about an eight-game sample size, a seven-game sample size for the, for the Dallas Cowboys because they had their bye. 
What do you think is the Philadelphia Eagles game plan offensively? How do they want to attack this Dallas Cowboys defense? Who do they want to exploit? Well, I think um, I think they want uh, one of the reasons I think they want to start Tyler Steen is to get that bigger body um, inside, uh, maybe to run the football traditionally a little bit better than they have been. Um, I think that's what's behind it. Now, you mentioned Dallas. I mean, they only give up 109 yards rushing on the ground, and they're 18th. So I don't have the numbers in front of me. But the yeah, difference that's about right. They're 18. You're about right. Yeah. The difference between 10 and 18 in this league is probably 10 like yards. 10 yards, right? <laughs> I, I mean, it, it's so overblown. Um, so, you know, and a lot of times, again, you know, who's ahead in the fourth quarter, blah, blah, blah. Um, so I don't look at their rush defense. If you're giving up 150 a game, then then you say, all right, this team has some issues. They're, so what's a good stat? What's a good stat then to rate a team's run defense? Is it average yards per carry? In your opinion, by your estimation, if you're trying to figure out how good of a team is in terms of stopping the run, what's by your estimation a good stat to use? Well, if it's an outlier, like I said, if it's 150, then you start to say, all right, what's going on here? Mm-hmm. Um, they're not in that realm. They're in that middle ground where you might be 18 one week and then 12 the next, if you have a good week or, or vice versa, go in the negative direction. Um, I just don't get the obsession with the traditional running game in Philadelphia. I don't get it. No, you I get don't it. You get, get it. it. You, but you, you've been in the city too long. You get it. No, but we're sickos, John. We're sickos. It's just that simple. You We're gotta, sickos. you gotta evolve. You got the, the again, the NFC Offensive Player of the Month, who's had 125 yards. Nobody else is six consecutive games. Nobody else in the history of football has done it. And you're worried about running the football against the Dallas Cowboys because well, they give what, up John? 108 gl- yards on the ground? I'm glad you went there. I'm glad you went there because I think that's what we're seeing, especially over these past couple weeks, right? I think what we're seeing with this Philadelphia Eagles offense, matter of fact, I think it's what we're seeing this year. Um, Jalen Hurts is actually on pace to throw the ball nearly 600 times right now. He's on pace for about 4,400 yards um, passing. Um, he's on pace for about 28 passing touchdowns, I believe, in like 17 uh, interceptions. Clearly, in my opinion, what we're seeing here, you're seeing this Philadelphia Eagles offense trying to evolve into this pass-heavy style, which is more conducive to where the NFL is in 2023 and where it's been for the past handful of years, right? We're seeing this offense trying to evolve. And you said it yourself, right? There's an obsession in Philadelphia with the run game. And it seems like we're kind of resistant to um, trying to follow the trend, right? The, The Buffalo Bills, they throw the ball north of 35 times a game. Um, the pay, um, the uh, Chiefs throw the ball north, thir- north of 35, 40 times a game. Um, Jacksonville, you know, they have a quarterback that throws the ball nearly 40 times a game. Um, there's so many quarterbacks that do it. And the Philadelphia Eagles, they, they, they've traditionally been such a balanced offensive attack, right? Do you, think, do you think that's what we're seeing here, actually? We're seeing the Philadelphia Eagles trying to evolve their pass attack. They're trying to uh, – Jalen Hurts is trying to evolve as this, um, you know, this, this quarterback who can win consistently from the pocket and not rely on the running game. When it's especially when it's not there, 
No, I, I've said since last year, it's this is not a run-first offense. This is not a pass-first offense. This is a Jalen Hurts-first offense. Okay. Um, when when he's healthy, uh, the running game can be a big part of it. But what doesn't change is the Eagles um, pass the football to get the lead and run the football to close the game out. So if you want them to have big rushing numbers, hope they get a big lead. Then they'll have big rushing numbers. Um, But they're not going to come out with A.J. Brown and Devontae Smith and Dallas Goddard and say, oh, we got to run the ball against insert team. Nobody's got better playmakers than they do. They're not afraid of Miami like a couple weeks ago. Um, it was, in fact, it was the exact opposite. Nick Sirianni was kind of pissed off. He's like, what, what is everybody now? These aren't his words, but essentially right. that's the feel I got from what is everybody talking about? This piss ant team is basically his mentality. This is the team that's been on top of the standings for 26 consecutive weeks. They're fly by night. And he turned out to be, let's be honest, a hundred percent correct. You know, what? what is the – I'll ask you, Tone. What is the – what was me? <laughs> we got to worry. Teams got to worry about the Eagles. They don't worry no, about you, other teams. You know what it is. They don't, don't worry about matchups. Here's the matchup. And and we ask – I'll, I'll be honest here. I can't talk about what we say. Okay. But we ask Nick Sirianni every week because it's off the record. What what matchups do you like? Basically, I can't tell you. Basically, right. okay. it's all of them. <laughs> Every stinking week. Okay. Because he's got more talent than everybody else. Look, I, I'll so, tell you what it is, John. I'll, I'll, t- I'll tell you what it is, quite honestly. Um, There is a... Okay. You know, we come from the Brian Westbrook era and all that kind of stuff, and you know the the, the Deuce Staley era and all that kind of stuff. And then you see how, um, you know, the Eagles won that Super Bowl. They had they had a pretty uh a pretty dominant running attack with Garrett Blount and Jay Ajayi. Uh, but overall, I think I think the obsession is that we feel as though this team is so much more dangerous when their run game is involved, and at least for me. I've always been of the mindset run to set up the pass or more so keep a team honest. Keep well, so them. was I in 1975, but I've been, and I'm the old guy. You're <laughs> supposed to be evolved. Um, yeah, 1975, you're exactly I'm a classic correct, man, John. John. What can I say? I'm a classic man. 2023, I'll- if you're doing that against, you know, the Chiefs, the Bills, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, you're, you're, and just look, let's be honest, all right? And everything in life, follow the money. Follow the money. Yeah, that's true. What do they that's pay? True. They're paying A.J. Brown. They're going to be paying Devontae Smith. They're paying Dallas Goddard. They're not paying the running backs. Follow the you're money. Right. No, you're right. You're right. You're right. And I, I can't I, I can't even argue with that mindset, John. Um, I understand you got you got to get out of here, man. I know you have, a, uh, you know, some more things that you got to knock out for yourself. Um, again, um, before we get out of here, final word on the injury report. 
um, anything that you want to promote, anything that you're working on on SI.com, Jacob Sports, um, just give us a quick rundown really quickly. Um, injury report, uh, Boston Scott was not back. He's got some kind of personal issue going on. So maybe you'll get to see Rashad Penny this week. Who knows? He, uh, we'll see if he's back at practice uh, tomorrow. Um, otherwise, could be an issue for Sunday. Uh, Bradley Roby obviously is not going to play. Grant Calcaterra saw uh, doing some stuff on the field, so he's going through the protocol. Without With his history dating back to college, I'm not sure he's going to be able to pass it, so you might get to see Albert O um, for the first time. Jordan Davis, Cam Jurgens, Jack Stoll, Milton Williams were all limited. I expect them all to play except Cam Jurgens. It seems like they're going to give him a little bit of a ramp-up period. Suo Peta was a full practice, so that's where it indicates that uh, uh, Tyler Steen, uh, it's not about him starting because Sue is hurt. They want to start him um, against the Dallas Cowboys. We'll see how that works out. Jalen Carter's a full go, so no issues there. Um, yeah, and that's the big story of the day. Tyler Steen coming out of nowhere. I guess they like those six reps against the Washington Commanders. Hey, listen, when you go up against Jonathan Allen and Deron Payne, those six reps seem like 12. So, uh, listen, John, I appreciate you, man, for always taking time out for the show. Again, I, I know you're a busy man. You're you're the unsung hero of Jacob Sports, man. I don't want you to know I appreciate you more than anybody on this team. You're the oh, one. God. I appreciate that. There's got to <laughs> yes, be sir. one. Yes, sir. There can only be one. So, I guess, uh, listen, Eagles fans, make sure you guys smash that like button. Make sure you guys are locked in on uh, Football 24-7 and locked in on the Jacob Sports YouTube channel. Subscribe. Do everything you can to continue to stay up to date on your Philadelphia Eagles because you know damn well we got you covered. Again, he's John McMullen, our Philadelphia Eagles insider. I'm your guy, Tony Shows the second. You guys were locked in on Football 24-7. And we're out of here. Peace out. Enjoy the rest of the evening. When it comes to the fight against insurance companies, large corporations, and the healthcare industry, injured victims are always the underdog. But that doesn't worry us. At Messon Associates, we're an injury law firm from Philadelphia, and we come to fight. Our clients know that they've got representation with a chip on its shoulder, and it's the same chip that makes Philly the toughest city in the country. Call 215-568-3500 or visit us online at messalaw.com. Messon Associates, the toughest injury firm in Philadelphia. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger. For the ones who get it done.